الحمد لله الحمد لله على نعمته ووفور منته وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على ختام ملته إمام أهل شريعته سيدنا محمد وصحابته وعلى آله وأهل دعوته صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين إن شاء الله تعالى tonight the parable that we'll be talking about from the Quran is not a parable that starts with the word مثل like or كمثل the likeness of or similar statements it is what we call in Arabic rhetoric we call it استعاره or metaphor Arabic rhetoric tells us that linguistic styles of delivering meanings vary. And some of the ways language is delivered in its beauty, in its Arabic, the Arabic language in its beauty is delivered to us, is to make what we call metaphor. And metaphor has different forms, different styles in Arabic. One of them is technically known as trope, loose trope. Trope is a style of speech, is a form of speech in which a verb is ascribed or is attached to someone other than the uh, doer of that verb, but someone who is indirectly a cause of that. For example, if we say, just by the example, things will be clearer. When we say, for example, the prince has built a castle. In fact, the prince doesn't build the castle, it is his workers, but it's by the commands of the prince that the castle has been, has been built. So when we say that the prince has built the castle, it is because he's a cause of it. He's a cause of doing that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses that quite widely in the Quran. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We send down the rizq from the, from the heavens. Rizq doesn't come from heavens. When you look at the heavens, you don't see bean cans and and, and, and food coming down from heavens, but what mainly comes from heavens is rain that causes plantation to come forth, and that is the cause of life, that's the cause of rizq. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses the word rizq, which is the outcome of rain, to refer to rain. So the word rizq here refers actually to rain. So, so this, this is one of the examples of what we call trope. Also when Sayyidina Ya'qub alayhi salam asked his children when they came back after they have left behind their brother Benjamin, to Yusuf in the land of Egypt, and they wanted to confirm, to tell their father to affirm that, that they, they, they have not actually neglected their duties towards their brother, so they said, you can ask the village. When you said to someone, go and ask the village, it doesn't mean go and ask the village, you don't ask the walls of the village, but you ask the people living in the village. So this is also another truth, that is, that the relation between the village and the people in the village is it's their place. For example, when you say to your, to your wife, for example, can you prepare the meal? Well, that's not actually, the meal is not a meal unless it's prepared. So before it is prepared, it's not a meal. So why are you saying prepare the meal? It is because it will be a meal, right? It will be a meal, right? When you refer to your young child and say, oh, mashallah, a doctor, it means he's not, he's not a physician yet, but he will be one. So all of these are actually methods of Arabic language and uh, that, that, that deliver some kind of meanings besides just the letter of it. So in Surah Al-Nisa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses a metaphor. And the metaphor here, we have also, we have already uh, recited this ayah in ayah number 10 in Surah Al-Nisa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, 
إن الذين يأكلون أموال اليتامى ظلما إنما يأكلون في بطونهم نارا Indeed those who consume the wealth of the orphans unjustly they're only consuming fire into their bellies for they shall roast in flaming fire in hell Here when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says they are consuming fire in their bellies no one ever consumes fire in their bellies right? So what is made a the metaphor here is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes the money of the orphans that is being consumed by someone who is doing that unjustly, similar to fire, right? So this is called metaphor. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not elaborate it in such a way. He did not say those who eat the money of the orphans the money will be similar to fire. Allah didn't say that. Allah says they will eat fire. Eating is normally related to food. Eating is related to something tangible. No one ever eats fire, right? No one eats fire. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removes one pillar of this similitude and ascribes the fire being eaten directly to them in order to make it so ugly, to make it so horrible. Some scholars have said it means they eat what will lead them to fire. And others said, no. In fact, the fire here is used as a metaphor to indicate that what will they eat, this money that they will eat, would lead them to pain. Just as if anyone consumes fire or fire touches his belly, it would lead him to unbearable pain. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to deliver a message that devouring the money of the orphan leads to unbearable pain. Whether it is unbearable pain in this life or unbearable pain in the hereafter. So this actually does not only talk about the hereafter, it talks about this life as well. Or another meaning could be, that's related to this metaphor, is that the damage that will happen to their life because of this wrong action of eating and devouring and consuming the money of the orphans is similar to that which is committed or happening because of fire. If fire catches in anything, it leaves no, no traces at all. If fire catches in a house or catches in clothes or catching human beings, it will, it will cause unbearable, unlimited amount of damage. Same thing. They will take, these people will take something that will cause them damage spiritually, physically, socially, and in the akhirah as well. And that's why the, 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 uh, the Prophet wasallam said that on Laylatul Isra' wal Mi'raj, he passed by people when he was in his journey of night, uh, his night journey and ascension. On his journey of ascension, the Prophet wasallam said, I saw some people. And I could see fire coming from their mouth and their backs. So I said, who are these? Ya Jibreel, Jibreel said, these are the ones who consume the money of the orphans. A Suddi narrated from Ibn Abbas that when a man, when an individual devours and consumes unjustly the money of the orphan, he will be brought on the day of judgment and flames of fire coming out of his hearing from his ears, from his eyes, and from his back, and from his mouth. Every individual will know who sees him upon that, at that time, will recognize and will know that this person must have devoured the money of orphans. Why? Because it's normally done secretly. 
It is normally done secretly. The ulama even said that devouring and consuming the money of the orphans unjustly is worse than withholding zakah. If you don't give zakah, that's a grave sin. The Prophet ﷺ said in Hadith al-Bukhari narrated by Abu Huraira, "Man ataahu Allahu malan, falam yu'addi zakatahu mutthilahu yom al-qiyamah shujaan akra' alahu zabibatan." Like if if any of you is given money and he doesn't give the zakah out, this money will turn into a huge snake on the day of judgment, and it will take with its teeth, it will take his both cheeks and will go around him and say, "I am your money, I am your treasure." How horrible is that? Eating and devouring the money of the orphans is even worse. And the ulama said, it is because of two ways. Number one, a poor person to whom you give zakah is not the owner of the zakah. It is your money. You give it to him, right? But the money that you eat from the, so when you withhold it, you're actually withholding your money. It is bad, but you're, you're, you're withholding your money. You are the one who owned this money. You are the one who earned this money. But when you eat the money of the orphan, it is not your money in the first place. That's why it's worse. And number two, if you don't give zakah to an, uh, a poor person, he has other ways of supporting himself. He can go out and work and earn his living. He is old enough to look after himself. So if you withhold the money from him, if you withhold your zakah from him, which is a grave sin, he still has some other ways of helping himself. But with an orphan, because he's weak, and he's young, and there is no support, and there is no one, and you are his guardian, then it is worse when you eat his money. So it is, bad, it is worse if you eat the money of the orphan, it's worse than withholding zakah from these two perspectives, as Imam al-Fakhr al-Razi mentions. In addition to that, if we can say that being an orphan makes the person the weakest of the weakest. It is weak, the person who is an orphan is weak physically, is weak spiritually, and is weak socially. Is weak spiritually, is weak physically, and is weak also in the society. He doesn't have anyone to defend him. Because this is the highest level of weakness, the lowest level of weakness, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the people who devour the money of the orphans that smallest thing that they can depend on. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them the worst of all weakness, uh, the worst of all punishments. And because the person who eats the money of the orphan destroys his future and causes him pain, psychological pain and physical pain and financial damage and all of that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the punishment similar to the crime. So the person is punished with fire. Fire eats everything. When fire catches in money, it eats the money, it, eats the, it causes you pain physically, it causes you pain financially, and it causes you pain spiritually as well. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here did not say, يَأْكُلُونَ أَمْوَالًا كَالنَّارِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say they eat money that is similar to fire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said they eat fire. This mubashara, this direction between the action, act, eating, and fire, shows that the punishment is so quick. It's so quick, it is coming to them so quick. Some people, some scholars say, but why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say they consume fire? Why didn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say, for example, they spend fire? Because you normally spend money, isn't it? Why didn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you see how language is very delicate. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't say, they will be spending fire. 
Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have said, they keep in their pockets fire. Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have said, yakhzinuna nara, they store in their homes fire. But he said subhanahu wa ta'ala, they eat fire. Why is that? They said because of, number one, eating shows the greed of man. Eating manifests the greed of man. And also, because in those days, money of the orphans was mainly livestock. Camels, sheep, things that are normally edible. That are normally edible. And also, because Arabic language works in such a way that when you say that someone has taken something unjustly, you say he has eaten what is not his right. So, or he has consumed that which is not his right. So consuming and eating and devouring here is more suitable. So this is a, a disease that sometimes happens in the society. Mainly when in cases of inheritance. In cases of inheritance and trust. And that eating the money of the orphans is an indication, is an indication that the society does not have any charity in it anymore. Remember that Al-Khadr led Musa السلام, into a village which was dispraised in the Quran only because they didn't look after the orphans amongst them. And it is enough to know how honorable it is to look after the, the orphans. It is enough to know how honorable it is to look after the orphans by realizing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent a prophet and a saint. A prophet, Musa, a saint, Al-Khadr, and there is controversy whether Al-Khadr was a prophet or not. A prophet and a saint, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them in a long mission to fix a wall that belonged to two orphan boys. In a village where no one looked after them, no one hosted them, no one offered them food, no one cared for them, just to show how important it is. And finally, to know how important it is by reading the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he said, Ana wa fil Me and the one who looks after the orphan will be like these two fingers in paradise. Sit down, uncle. Yes. No one stands up to warn me about the time, please. Right? Jazakumullah khair. If anyone does that, I will shame them in public. <laughs> you get the trouble. Into, you get into the trouble yourself.